Welcome to the best TV of 2023 countdown here on the Intercut Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, we're working on an HGTV pilot together called Flipanthropy. It's Arturo Zarita and Amanda the Jedi. Amanda, thanks for joining us for yet another best of the year countdown. Are you ready? I am ready. Thank you so much for having me, as always. <laughs> she saddled up. Look at her. She I'm got saddled up. Dripped <laughs> out. Back on the steed. Back at it again to talk yes. about the absolute best stuff that came out in 2023. It is a hard list to compile, maybe this year more so than most. But it's always exciting to talk about the movies and TV and more that just in enraptured us in in engrossed us in invigorated us. us yeah it's the the movies and tv and whatever that we just can't cut away from so many things to talk about and we're starting off with tv because i think it's interesting to talk about this year of tv particularly we had a really excellent first half of the year list i i was Surprised that it was like stronger than most years list just in those mm. first six months. And then the strikes happened. The Hollywood work stoppages happened. And I think it slowed down a lot of TV in the latter half of the year. A lot of the networks were unable to even put out their new shows. The streamers had some more stuff saved up. But I'm wondering, Art, let's start with you. Did your list change much between our halfway list and this one? Did you add more shows to the roster? No, I'm actually going to bow this one out if you could just play the midway one for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty solidified from what it was earlier. Just some stuff mm -hmm. with due time kind of went above the others. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, I you know, I thought about it. They could shift a little bit, but for the most part, I got most of the stuff that I had there with a couple that came in. But like you said, it, it did kind of get uh, stinted. The Emmys was probably the biggest award show that got paused and moved all the way until the Globes or mm -hmm. the Globes when the Globes is going to premiere. Uh, in January, January, right? yeah. So it's like that got pushed back so much. Uh, From August. And I think that really affected a lot of the TV stuff. I felt like we were dealing with a lot of uh, streaming networks and cable shows pulling the things that they never greenlit, like mm -hmm. those pilots that they shot, and they're like, yeah, we're going to shelve this. Oh, we're you thought stuff. you were getting a, a last <laughs> season of yeah. uh, the Abby Jacobson Amazon baseball show? So, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, that they, one got they, canceled for sure. They canceled but. that one too. But there was a couple of like, uh, not you know, sitcoms or or like detective shows that that came out of nowhere, and it's like, would these have been released if they didn't, you know, have to pause a lot of their major stuff? But either way, I'm still really excited with what we had on the midway because I, they were going to stick regardless of it. Would have been really impressive to see what would have knocked it out. A League of Their Own. I don't know why I was having trouble remembering the title. <laughs> that was uh, a good but show, man. <laughs> sucks to cancel. It was. It was. Mm. It was. And uh, there's a lot of shows that I think we were hoping to see continue or, or maybe just continue on a more regular schedule that mm -hmm. ended up getting interrupted because of those uh, stoppages. Amanda, yeah. are, are you also sticking to most of the stuff you had at your midway or were you able to catch some new stuff towards the back half of the year? Mine is like 50% different at this point. That's good. Ooh. Yeah. I challenged myself to to try and add a few more as well because mm -hmm. I I the beginning of the year was so strong, but there were a couple things I caught that I think are worth that second revisit, that extra mention as we get to the end of the year list. So mm -hmm. we'll get to those lists in a little bit. But with TV particularly, it feels really hard to try and catch up with everything, be on top of everything. You know, we don't we always can find an hour or two to sneak in a movie, but it's not always so easy to find ten 
extra hours in your schedule to catch a whole season of TV. I'm curious if either of you have any shows in particular that you really wished you had time for, but just didn't get around to. For me, my list, uh, I love The Great over on Hulu, but that's a show that always just ends up, it it feels like such a big undertaking and I didn't get to season three yet. Um, There's a couple things that were hits on Netflix that I, was kind of curious to check out the the night agent, which is their most viewed from the first half of the year, and oh, wow. the diplomat. Yeah, to hear I, about I it, I don't know what that right? is. I didn't see either of them. Um, Our flag means death came back for season two. I know a lot of people love that show. The rap, not I, or it's gonna rap. I, I'm not sure, but I know I know it was season two was recently at least. So yeah, um, I still haven't seen season one. I'm behind same. on that. As same with Reacher, which is a show on Amazon. I know hey. a lot of people enjoy. A small light which I think mm. Amanda caught earlier this year. I did, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was curious about it. Didn't get around to it as well as a Silo on Apple TV+, Plus, which I've heard some good things have. about, and Slow Horses Season 3 on Apple TV+, Plus. I've also heard pretty good things about. Did not see any of them, though. Amanda, is there any shows that you wished you had seen but didn't get around to? Dead Ringers is one that, yeah. like, it's always there, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet, and then I keep seeing the lists, and I was like, I kept meaning to. I'll get to it. I'm so bummed I haven't yet. And then I did finally watch the other two. After. The other guys? <laughs> the other guys? The, the others? Um, but I ha- I'm not done yet. I started watching it with my mom. So she's like, oh, oh cool. next time Ooh. you're here, we'll have to keep watching it. Aww. So I, I, can't, I can't just keep binging it. So yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm not. I'm us recommending it to you. Yeah. You, you guys digging you, it? Yeah, so far. I think I like it more than her, Sick. but like that makes sense. So Sick. she'll, she'll oh, she gets, in, she gets awesome. into it. She gets into that's things. Awesome. Yeah. Because I know you guys had watched The Idol together, so that's really cute. That's really yeah, cute. I know, that's so cute. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, I forgot The Idol! <laughs> no, are, but I think, mis- uh, I think that's it. Are any shows that you didn't get around to this year that you wish you had? Yeah, 49, <clears throat> I have... Uh, Wu-Tang and Snowfall are probably the two biggest ones that are just mm. way too much to be able to catch up with. But the Wu-Tang American Saga, Snowfall, they've been on Hulu. People keep recommending that a lot, and I've heard they've been really good. Drops of God on Apple TV+. Plus. Anybody who watches that show has loved it, but that's like a yeah. full mix, subtitle, mm-hmm. different languages. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like it's going to be really good. So I'm excited for that one. Blue Eye Samurai. I caught I've, that one super ooh. late. I've heard I've so many good things episodes. about this. Yeah. There, there's no way this doesn't end up on a list, right? Um, Lawman, Bass Reeves was a pretty good one that I started towards the end on Paramount Plus uh, with David Oyelowo. I thought he, he's given a, a really good performance there. And then uh, probably the last one that I saw a couple episodes of would be the special op show, Lioness, Paramount Plus also from Mm. the boy, what's his name? Taylor Sheridan. Sheridan, yeah. Zoe Saldana, Um, Nicole Kidman on that one. Really good, really good. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get to finish that one yet, so. Paramount Plus continues to be the king of prestige shows with extremely famous people that you've never heard of. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) just a quick reminder before we dive into our best TV of the year lists that if you're enjoying this video on YouTube, like the video, leave us a comment, consider subscribing to our channel. And if you're listening, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, whatever podcatcher you use. Leave us those five star reviews. We really appreciate them. You can support the show for as little as one dollar a month by becoming a member on patreon.com slash intercut pod to help ensure we keep doing reviews deep dives movie brackets film festival coverage we got sundance coming up and of course the best movies and tv of the year lists that people love people love those lists 
So we're going to keep it coming. Shout out to our awesome patrons for their continued support. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right. It's time. The 10 best TV shows of 2023. Art, I'm going to throw it to you first. Let's kick (laughs) off your list. Uh, what do you have at number 10? I got a two for here. Mm-hmm. All right. Of actresses, it's Dead Ringers. There's two of them in there. It <laughs> was in my midway of the year. I have to go with the Prime series, the miniseries that's been nominated uh, galore for acting and for miniseries, and I think it's definitely worth it. It's supposed to be a remake, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes, of, um, of the Cronenberg movie. Cronenberg, yep. And, dude, they flesh it out completely. I think that uh, Rachel Weiss is fantastic in the role. She plays two very distinct sisters who kind of have uh, different motives. Uh, they kind of have a similar goal, but just the way that they go about it, the way they interact with different people, the supporting cast that they have with it is something that I would highly recommend. They work at a... Um, not fertility clinic? A, for, thank you. Fertility clinic. And in doing so, they're getting like... A, they're choosing whether they need to get a lot of funding from these really you know, big wigs, but at the same time, they may be pushing them to do things that are kind of unethical. They may already kind of be doing some unethical things. It's such a, a push and pull. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I am rooting for her if she wins, even though I have some performances that I think are better. I would not mind it because she she did a fantastic job playing both roles. Dead Ringers over on Prime is definitely worth the watch. Even if you save it for later, it's just something to definitely add to your watch list. Yeah, uh, something that might have made my, my long list. Uh, and it's got a really... T- Talented batch of people behind it. Sean Durkin, who has a movie out in theaters now with Iron Claw, directed a couple of these episodes. Karen Kusama also Ooh, directed an episode. I think the Kusama? first one. Catch. Yeah, yeah. So Dead Ringer is definitely worth yeah. the catch. Talent. Uh, movie, a show that I feel like not a lot of people were talking about. A lot of shows kind of like die in the uh, platform They're of Amazon so just going to get buried out there. But marketing. I think that's Unless the, like, it's the boys. Also, yeah, they're also bad at marketing things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought Dead Ringers was Netflix, so that's how good they're there doing. There you go. You know? Ooh, wow. They marketed yes. it like a Netflix thing, yeah. Exactly. So uh, hopefully more people catch up with it now that it's showing up on some best of the year list. Number 10 on arts list, Dead Ringers. Amanda, give us your number 10. Okay, my number 10 is probably way higher on your list, I just assume. Uh, it's The Curse. Yeah, we're going to talk Nathan about The Fielder. Curse more later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite done it yet, so I couldn't. I don't feel like I could put it higher, but it's also it was so hard, good. It, it was, needed to be the li- on the list, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's so good, but it's also like such a hard it's undeniable. Watch. It's like, yeah, but it's it's good. It's so fun. Cool. Yeah, we'll dive a little Perfect, bit more yeah. into the curse later for sure. 
I'll go with my number 10 next, which is Shrinking, the first season over on Apple TV+. An absolutely delightful show. I feel like we've covered it plenty on Intercut. I think the cast is all just incredibly charming. Jason Segel particularly does a really good job at navigating the serious but funny but also serious but also kind of silly tone that the show uh, rides. And, you know, it's, it's hard to think of, like, a greater second fiddle on the show than Harrison Ford. Like they got Harrison Ford to be like a supporting actor on this show. I also think Jessica Williams is just such a light on the show too. Um, it's a, it's a movie or rather it's a series that I just really like hanging out with and I'm glad it's coming back for a second season. Cause it's just nice. delightful, but also heartfelt and heartwarming to spend time with these collection of characters as many Bill Lawrence shows are. So I wanted to save a spot number 10 for shrinking on my list. Nice. Let's circle back to art for number nine. I got a new one over here that could have been a movie if they wanted to, because they're taking these movies and they're making it a mini series. Might even continue, and I'd be down for it because I think it's the best take on the human characters in the MonsterVerse. Monarch Ooh. Legacy of Monsters Whoa. over on Apple TV Plus has been premiering right. on a weekly basis, and I think out of all of the services. HBO is scummy, and they've bumped everyone down from the 4K. Uh, Netflix is, like, way too expensive for the 4K. Apple TV Plus might have the best picture quality when it comes to streaming. And boy, does it show for Monarch. There are some episodes here where I wish they were on the big screen uh, Mm. because it's inter... Cutting. A lot of what's happened in the older movies from Godzilla, like uh, characters that were in that 2014 movie when the attack happened in San Francisco. You've got characters that are coming back from Kong Skull Island uh, and how they kind of got into the monarch side of things from the last two Godzillas. I think it's supposed to be before the, the new Godzilla, but it also like kind of takes, I don't know. There's some time jumping stuff that they've been doing in the, in, in the show, but I yeah. found it all fascinating. They don't skimp on the uh, effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but the characters, finally, you don't have these like, uh, what's his name? Dave, uh, uh, Henry, what's, uh, Paperboy. Oh, I Brian Tyree Henry. Brian yeah. Tyree Henry's mm. podcast thing. Millie Bobby Brown going like, yes, there's a monster there, but my family's falling. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You finally have characters with some depth to it. And uh, it, it's done some really great casting and having Papa, um, the father-son casting with. Uh, oh, the, you got both Kurt and Wyatt Russell in uh, playing the oh, same character in different eras. Fun. Beautiful. They, yeah. They're knocking that out of the park. It, it works phenomenally well. Uh, I highly recommend it. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Very excited to see how they combine everything. They're doing the Marvel thing better than the Marvel thing. Exactly, right? Uh, that's the thing with uh, the Godzilla movies. The frequent complaint is that the human characters who take up the majority sure. of the screen time are far less interesting than actually seeing Godzilla. And this gives the time and space to make those human characters more interesting mm-hmm. in a way that maybe will hopefully positively impact uh, the movies in the future. But for now, it's a it's an <laughs> interesting show. I, I think the time jumping that you alluded to yeah. did kind of lose me a little bit. But like it's there's it's so well produced and has that sense of scale and the effects are really well incorporated that it's still very exciting. Um, so sure. yeah. another We're not bringing it back for Kong Kong uh, <laughs> Godzilla 2, though. But I'm yeah. excited. It looks so dumb. Yeah. So Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Arturo's number nine. Let's go to Amanda for her number nine. My number nine is Heartstopper, which hey, is the bro. 
cute little Netflix series. And I just think we're losing so many of these like teen shows and it's mostly because they're not good. They don't make good teen shows. This is a really, <laughs> really good teen show. It handles like serious issues, but it can still have fun with itself. It's just like really delightful um, outside the way that real life situations have played out with some of these characters in, in very <laughs> annoying ways. It's kind of weird how oh, the show's events start paralleling what ends up happening in reality because people just can't mm. be fucking chill. No, not on the chill. internet. But it's it's really nice. It's so cute. I'm so glad that it's already like confirmed for the third season. It's like it's very oh, nice. very nice. It's just nice. It's a good show. I like it. Came out in the summer, right? Yeah. I was looking back. I had no idea there was a second hey. season. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe they're you so had the bad at first uh, pretty I high did. on your list too. It's maintained I that did. level of quality. You think? Yeah, for sure. I, I want to go back and rewatch this one because it was. Uh, it kind of came out when I was really busy traveling and doing a bunch of other stuff, so I didn't get a chance to like give it it's the full attention. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's very cute and good. And anybody who's into that kind of like teen kind of comedy or just teen stuff nice. in general should give it a go. It's really nice. It's cute. Gotta get into it. And the graphic novel, right? Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, yeah graphic novel. Great. So Heartstopper makes Amanda's list at number nine. My number nine, I'm going to go with Only Murders in the Building season three. This has been a consistent entertainment for me, but I think in some ways they've upped their game even in season three. Just the silliness and the antics that they get up to in this season, they're simultaneously investigating a murder and putting on a Broadway show that allows them to to get pretty theatrical and has Steve Martin performing uh, different songs, which are really fun. Uh, Which of the Pickwick Triplets did it is just like the earworm of the year for me. But yeah, I just think that both Martin Short and Steve Martin are so consistently fun and charming and silly on this show. Selena Gomez does uh, well, also kind of matching their energy. (laughs) And uh, I think the real delight this season has been Meryl Streep showing up and just delivering some pathos. Like, yeah, not a bad get for season three of your TV show. Um, So not just her, also Paul Rudd is fun on the most recent season. Yeah, Uh, it's just one of the like most delightful programs that I watch consistently and it's a fun show to rewatch as well. So only murders in the building season three. I got that at number nine on my list. Where would you rank them? One, two and three. Uh, I think probably the first season still tops for me and I might have season three above season two. I, I really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Definitely. Sick. All right. Let's get back to your number eight art. This is one where I look at it and I'm like, this is probably the show on the list that I want to rewatch immediately. How is it this low? Ooh. Poker Face over on Peacock. That's hey. so low. I said. I know. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. so I mean, low. It's so low. <laughs> yeah, it it's might so be low. higher on other lists. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about it when y'all bring it up. Because, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's a good show. It's so good. Yeah, it's it so is. good. And thankfully, they're making more of it. So we'll uh, yes, they are. hopefully continue right. talking about it on these best of lists. Amanda, what's your number eight? Uh, Gen V. All right. Which I just finished today. So I feel like, yes, sir. you know, it's really good. And I don't know where it falls entirely. I'm very interested to see where it goes. But it is the boys spinoff show that I oh, didn't yeah, realize that's what it was. When everyone was like, if you watch Gen V, I just assumed it was some kind of like weird vampire show. And I was like, I'll get to it if it's <laughs> vampires. And then suddenly everyone was like, no, it's the boys. And I was like, well, fuck me. I'm like, I would have watched that we'll way start faster. Start with that. Yeah, start yeah. with that, boys. But um, 
No, I think it's like really fun. Uh, it's it kind of exists in this weird area that it feels a lot like those, but like the good version of like the CW shows and like the teen shows. But then it also goes so far into that side of the things that the boys do, where it is like you're seeing dicks, you're seeing balls, you're like over the like oftentimes un- unnecessary over the top areas which is fun and it's funny but it like it mm-hmm. takes it away from being like intended for teenagers necessarily mm-hmm. and pulls it up into a different area um i love it for that i think it's hilarious i just think that like some teenagers are going to be like no mom it's fine and then like <laughs> mom's going to walk in on a dick exploding but yeah. um you know but uh, no i think it's it's really fun i think it, it fleshes out the world in an interesting way i'm always yes. you know i always Agreed. like seeing things that show like, okay, so we have like, we see behind the curtains and the boys and what everything's happening. It's fun to see the people who still have the curtains pulled in front of their eyes and all the different ways that they're being screwed over too and how that's building into a bigger process. And I think they've set it up for a really interesting season two. At first I thought like, okay, wow, Mm -hmm. we're just done with these people forever. But then like, I I like how they handled that because it would have made just as much sense if it had had that hard cut ending. Mm -hmm because it's the boys but I, I think it's really good if you're a fan of the boys i think you'll you'll really like it uh, a lot of really good new characters in there and if you're missing those kind of like cw style teen shows this is that but like done really well they're trying to incorporate some of the storylines on gen v into the boys and sort of have both shows reflect on each other and, and they're maybe doing it uh, a little bit more elegantly than we've seen some of the Marvel, Marvel. attempts at yeah. it. Or, 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 even, yeah. or even Netflix. Netflix was going to try to do that with Shadow and Bone, but then they screwed up the second season of Shadow and Bone so badly that they've lost pretty, their opportunity. Pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, so they I was excited for that spinoff for Shadow and Bone, I, too. Yeah, because six, that was more, the cool part. They're the cool part. That's what they never realized is that like the lore of Shadow and Bone is interesting. The it's characters there. of those stories are not that interesting. The crows yeah. are interesting. Just make that spinoff and it'll do well. This is unrelated. That did not make my top 10. Yeah. <laughs> I had Gen V around. It's in my top 15. Okay, so. cool. Glad that you mentioned it. Definitely an honorable mention. Like Zach said, it's, it's another one doing the uh, Marvel thing better yeah. because I like the perspective of it that in the Marvel ones, you do need to see it or else you're going to go mm-hmm. see Multiverse of Madness and they're repeating the entire story for you. Yeah. You're sitting in Miss Marvels and they're giving you a Marvel Legends recap on on Kamala and uh, was it Photon, um, Monica's character. Here, oh, yeah. they go from this route. And this is why I don't know if you've seen it, Zach, but I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Or anyone, even if you haven't started The Boys. The idea is, is that the character is there are seeing the voice characters only from their perspective. You right. don't know anything outside of it. You don't need to see seasons one, two, and three. And supposedly when they get to the boys, you wouldn't have had to have seen Gen V. They're going to be introduced to them the way they would be introduced in the boys. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. That's what you that need. Sounds, That's all you need. Yeah. It has the same meta-ness as the boys has had in the way that it's able to break the fourth wall to a degree. Mm-hmm. But... but it's true satire, in my opinion. Yeah. The way that they're able to play things so close to how stuff is happening in real life, the way that the boys have... Um, and, and it's been fascinating because it's the same thing as the boys, but uh, when I'm in the video, a lot of people were like, oh, this this stuff is so woke. And they were like, there's this one bit dealing with A-Train at the beginning. And they were like, this shouldn't be done. I'm like, why are you uh, PC culture? Like, are you canceling <laughs> it? Wait, no. You, let's just agree to disagree. So uh-huh. it has hit the spot exactly where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Great pick. Highly recommend it as well, Gen B. Yeah, because it's it's funny. It has so many of these things that should appeal to the kind of like 
maybe oh, right wing or sensationalist kind of person. But then the yeah. messages that it's ultimately delivering are so much more progressive than I think it appears on its outside. So I feel like a lot of audiences are having a bit of uh, whiplash when they watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah, watching yeah. The but it also Homelander like fans it doesn't. Through it. Oh, the Homelander ones are going through it, but it also doesn't have a problem kind of going at both sides like it's yeah. able to break down the the faux progressiveness the the opening video in gen v about like i'm super abled yeah, is crazy so dude yeah like if you watch so the show good. and think that like it's not also taking jabs that way don't be a snowflake loud yeah, it's it's and th- it, it's good it's just as yeah. good as the boys in my opinion yeah and that also speaks to something that i think both the boys in this show do really well which is like they are very vulgar shows they are mm. they are shows that really go for those like jokes you shouldn't say or things you shouldn't talk about but they don't do right? it just to, yeah. to just do it they always do it to either inform you about the characters or have some kind of thematic connection going on. There's always a deeper reason for those things to be there. And like, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea that it's just too much and too overwhelmingly vulgar, perhaps, but it's not unmotivated or, or like artless vulgarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would it's agree. the game of Thrones of superheroes. There yes, you go. The, the like magic that. of Eric Kripke. <laughs> uh, so arts number eight, actually Amanda's number eight. Yes is Gen V. My number eight is going to be the Righteous Gemstones season Ooh, hey. three. Got to catch up with that. Got to catch up with that. That was going to be my honorable one, but I knew you'd mention it. Good, good. It's uh, obviously Danny McBride is hilarious. He's done this over the course of several HBO shows now with Vice Principals and Eastbound and Down. Uh, but the thing that has really impressed me in Righteous Gemstones is I think he his abilities as a storyteller, as a person who is constructing, you know, arcs across a season of television has just hit a new level. The, the dramatic beats that they get with with the various misadventures of the Gemstone clan in this season are, are just so surprising and funny and revealing about their characters and they are bringing ideas that they've sort of been hinting at for three whole seasons to, to the front in this season. And I, I think some shows, they kind of have their inspiration out front and then it's sort of diminishing returns as they go along. And Gemstones is not one of those shows. They keep finding deeper places to dig with the characters. They keep finding more interesting nuances of the whole world of these mega churches to explore and exploit and whatever. But um, I laugh incredibly hard at the show, but I'm also riveted and just curious to find out what's going to happen to all these characters. And I'm excited for them to continue it. Apparently, it's going to be back for season four. So, yeah, uh, Righteous nice. Gemstones. I, I think it's easy to overlook the show as just like a fun Danny McBride thing. But I think there's a lot more going on. It's It gets me every time he says, Daddy. But there's <laughs> the more accents to it. alone are hilarious. The accents alone are crazy. Yeah. Did you see the, the, the special feature? The, the footage that they released? The behind the scenes? Oh, I don't know if I did, actually. Of that church that had the sled coming in? Oh, that one I saw. Yeah, the the Cole Christmas show. (laughs) Unbelievable. Like it's it's, they get they yeah they have it. It feels like parody, but it's so true in the worst ways. Bro, do you know what we're talking about, Amanda? There is this mega church that went viral because they had like a whole Christmas show and they had Santa levitating from a sled. It was it wasn't even church. That was Cirque du Soleil. Wow. Yeah, it's it's more Cirque extravagant Sunday, than anything honestly. they showed on Wrenches Gemstones. So it's they do that, crazy. and then at the end, it's all like, "But we need your tithing so that we can <laughs> to spread the word." <laughs> to pay Lord. for this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Electricity built through the roof. <laughs> so my number eight, Righteous Gemstones, season three. Art. Let's go back to your number seven. Beef. Beef. 
That's moving down your list, I think. One thing moved ahead of it. Okay. And the one that I had, after some time, I had to go with it. Okay. So I did sw- I swap. Uh, I swapped what would it be five and six spots with this. But I know one of you guys is going to mention it. So beef. All right. No? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm higher. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. So. Oh, about the same. Uh, yeah. Let's see what your number seven is then, Amanda. Uh, my number seven is I think you should leave. Hey. Okay. Hey. I'm glad you put this. I had it in my honorables. Yeah. So I don't know what else to say. It's like he's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, th- there was, was the zipline your favorite this year? Yeah, zipline, and then I, uh, the the crooner is also very good. Uh, my crooner, the smoking one. Yeah, my roommate made a, a costume. It was really good uh, for Halloween with like a we, fake window that that's had like everything. Funny. Yeah, it was really good. We so can't go out yeah. without seeing like a vinyl on something, and yeah. we're going. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 that's exactly it. He's like, we're like, what are you, Derek? And he's like, Zach, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, the one where he's talking about, it's the security company ad and the thing goes through the door. I forget even what it, uh, the sketch is called, but the, yeah. uh, the Dharmer 3000 or whatever it is. It's so funny. It's 55 so burgers, good. 55 hot dogs. <laughs> that was a great one too. That's it's the best meme from this season. The, I think yeah. it's his best sketch. It's top that three for me. That's so good. It's I just so good. The zipline just speaks to me because I would be that mm-hmm. person. I'd be like, "There's a zipline here. There's a zipline here." Darmine <laughs> doggy like, door. Like, That's the one that I like. Darmine yeah. doggy door. Yeah. Darmine. Yeah, ja- yeah. Jack flashes. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, yeah. We could just like sit here for the next hour and talk about our favorite. I think you should leave jokes, but uh, isn't it great? He's become meme status. Like, it's just go-to now for the general public. It's not even yeah. as niche. I know, which is so good. Yeah. I love it. I, I, so fun. Netflix has to keep the show going forever just because of the <clears throat> social media power of his yes. show. Yes. Yes. The hot dog one alone. Who did this? We're <laughs> all <laughs> looking for who did this. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. So I think you should leave. Amanda's number seven. My number seven is The Other Two, season three. I don't know if you have it a bit higher on your list, Arturo. Yeah, I right, think so that's grown. That's aged beautifully. I think it has too. We'll talk about that I'm in so a bit. Excited. Give us your number six then. Mine? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Curse. Hey. That okay. was one that had to uh, supersede B for me. That's fair. That's and fair. I honestly do think it's going to go higher once I wrap the, the closing ones. But th- this is one of those where it's just like, I don't care how it ends. It has solidified outside of the show how good it is. Like, there is very few shows where just the press runs, the junkets for it, do it. I know Zach's going to have it a little bit higher, so we'll we'll continue it. But yeah, one that is definitely going to be on all of our lists. Clearing already. The Curse. One of the best. Okay, we'll circle back to Amanda for her number six. The Fall of the House of Usher. Ooh. Um, Good one. Yeah, I I got into it with this show. I spent so long on that video and all the little... I even missed some stuff. He was good, though. I'm a big fan. Uh, the last, everybody's freaking out. I'm like, the final Mike Flanagan Netflix project. And I'm like, yeah, because he doesn't work for Netflix anymore. Uh, yeah. Amazon snatched him up. It's not that he's done forever. It's just that, like, right. he's, yeah, he's. Just log, log into now. a different app. Yeah, he's so lost now. It's cool, you know? That's a loss. Um, that man it has is consistency. A loss. Consistency. Um, and I really do think that House of Usher kind of probably brings things back around to a place where people were kind of excited to see him go. I feel like, you know, people. some people thought that, you know, Midnight Mass was too monologue I know a lot of people didn't mm. like Midnight Club. 
for whatever reason and this one does feel like it's kind of going more in the direction of like hill house which is what most people's favorite flanagan is i'm i'm pretty partial to bly manor i like them all i like yeah yeah, those are these are like my top three so i had a lot of fun with this one i do think that like some of the later stuff can get a little bit tedious while you're just waiting for like the kids to just more things to just keep happening with the characters Mm -hmm. but uh, the the backstory being driven that whole time is so interesting to me and so riveting to watch how that unfolds as those later episodes happen that it like kept me with it the entire time. Um, and I had to go through it quite a lot for that video and it, it held up. So big fan. Nice. You said top three. Is is this your third favorite of the Mike Flanagan? Yeah. yeah. So me series? it's like, yeah. So me it's, it's Bly first, then Hill House and then this. Which isn't like faint praise because he's no. made um, some of the best horror miniseries around. He has. And he watched yeah. the video and liked it, so it's approved hey. by him and his wife. Nice. His Hell yeah. Wife. Hell yeah. I know you had a pretty strong reaction to, was it the end of episode two or three? Yeah. Yeah, two. 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 I, I There's a couple. The rain? The rain? The rain. Yeah. yeah. I was like, they're going there. They're going there. It's the sound. It wasn't what you could see. It was what you could hear. And it was the commitment mm. to the sound design of the melting flesh. I was like, they did it. They went yeah. Prime gives them a leeway to, to go even crazier. Well, he's doing, um, he's doing not the, yeah, the stand, not the stand, the gunslinger tower, oh, okay. dark tower. That's the next, that's what they have him oh. on t- tapped for right now. Unless that's changed, they had him tapped to do a uh, dark tower series. So that could Interesting. Interesting. so much of his time. And it's kind of depressing. I think he'll do really well, but I'd rather see, it's, I like yeah, him when he operates lot, yeah, in the yeah. zone where he's taking classic works and building it into something new. I think that's Making when he does the best. Sure. Totally. So good. So people have yeah. been trying to get that. Dark Tower series made forever, though. Dude, that was stuff that you and I covered about how Tom Hardy was saying, this is going to reinvent media. Like, it's not just going to be movies and TV. We're like, what could it be? But I could see him (laughs) actually doing it. Like, with Mike Flanagan, like, the backing there, I can see that, like... It's so interesting, though, because I feel like Stephen King only likes things that are bad when people make movies about his stuff he only likes yeah. the bad ones when it comes to the horror related stuff yeah you think it's because that way his book stays the superior version of it i don't know i think he has bad taste <laughs> <laughs> i don't know right. but that's fair all right way, so good, the, good the series. fall of the house of, of usher. usher amanda's yes. number six yes my number six i'm going Toma. with full circle on max all right you have this on your list it, it got bumped off, bro. I have it what in my sh- top 16. Oh, tell her, Zach. Tell me. Tell me. It is an incredible, twisty, turny, mystery kind of heist show that comes courtesy of Steven Soderbergh, one of the, the GOAT directors. Okay. Uh, and, I know Soderbergh. And also a collaborator with Ed Solomon, one of his frequent writer collaborators. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just such an interesting show because it keeps kind of revealing new layers upon new layers. There are so many characters who are so disparate in terms of their their backgrounds, their ideas, their motivations, and they find this way to somehow organically have them all cross paths or be indebted to each other or have histories with each other and in ways that are completely unpredictable. They, they don't feel... They don't feel like, of course, it had to happen that way. It feels like, how did they think to have it happen that way? And when you get into a show that is as mysterious as this one, you want to be left guessing to to not get ahead of it. Mm. Um, But it's also just a show that feels really lived in. One of the key moments of tension revolves around a guy trying to meet somebody to deliver a ransom and their phone dying. And it's just one of those um, details... 
the park. What, uh, At a Washington, Washington Square Park in New York, yeah. Like, like, just crazy setting to have it in, too. Exactly. And it just feels so, like, personal and detailed and, and lived in in a way that I think sometimes you can feel removed from those shows. Mm. I don't know. There, there are just so many interesting choices they made. So many great performances, too. Timothy Oliphant, uh, CCH Pounder, Claire Danes. I, I really, really dug this show. I, you know, we're going to do our um, underrated movies, uh, hidden gem movies. This is like the hidden gem TV show of the year for me because I don't. Nice. I feel like I haven't seen almost anybody talking about I it, but it is so it. rewarding. Yeah. It's so full circle. Definitely check it out over on uh, Max. Yeah. Claire Danes, I think, was a standout. I knew Ooh. from the moment that she was on screen. I'm like, oh, you're going to cook this. Like you don't Claire. get you don't get the how many Emmys under her belt <laughs> from uh, Homeland, Homeland yeah. like three. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I heard it's a book as well, and I heard the Ooh. book goes even crazier. So I'm excited Ooh. to read it because yeah, it's very twisty turny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it a watch. Pick that up for the holidays. I did at fifteen. Oh, there we go. So on the long list, um, we are halfway through our best movie, best TV, excuse me, of the year lists. Let's go back to Art for his number five. I had beef above this after a little bit of time. I have to go with it. I think it has been underappreciated. Swarm on Prime is the American psycho for the modern age that people have not been paying attention to. It follows Dominique Fishbeck in what I consider the best performance on TV, personally. Especially when it comes to an actress. I still got to catch up with it literally killed it i think it is beautifully shot it was one that we saw the screeners for in the moment that i jumped on for like the actual prime streaming whoa it is beautifully shot in the most disgusting way it has some of the best cameos guest performances whatever we want to call them surprised that for some of those guest performances those weren't nominations yeah i'm not so sure that i would personally count them as a was billy got a supporting role I kind of felt but more, it would still, more like a guest role it would still for an me, episode but... be a guest role and, yeah. and nothing there. There is some uh, incredible twists and turns that happen here, some memes that have stuck for a while, some gifts I should say, that have stuck for a while. Um, but it is pretty much like a, a satirical take, if you want to call it that, yeah. of, mm-hmm. of fan culture, specifically. Stan culture. The bees. Yeah, a, a beehive we'll call it. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. And then the twist that they give you towards the latter half of mm-hmm. the meta-ness of the show is very Fargo-like. It, it's just <laughs> a very interesting way of telling the story. Mm. If they were to make a Swarm season two, I would love for it to be a Swifty take. I mm. would love for it to be a Swifty take. That'd be um, really cool. I can't recommend it enough. Good performances all around. And uh, I think this is going to be one where years down the line, people are going to look back at it and be like, this didn't get as much love as it deserved. Swarm. Yeah. There's Swarm just, I feel way. like the streamers are so bad at promoting their shows now. Especially Prime. They'll, they'll do sucks. a whole South by pop-up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. And then nothing. And it's like, I kind of forgot about it. I haven't gone back yeah. to finish it. Not because I thought it was bad, but it's just like... It There's a lot of stuff. They're There's not pushing it, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I had, uh, <clears throat> I had Swarm on my honorable mentions around uh, 15 as well. Uh, but incredible show. I, I think there are some episodes that work better for me than others, but the episodes that mm. really worked for me are like some of the best episodes of TV this year. Like episode mm-hmm. six, Ooh. particularly, which you're talking Ooh. about, is one of the funniest things I've seen all year. All right, yeah. I'm going to get on it's it. really good. Incred- also, a lot of uh, supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I see them, like, they'll be in different movies. I was like, oh, that's a standout actress. Let me go. 
you were in the third episode of Swarm? Yeah. So it's like, it's been really cool to see that also. It's like, damn, okay, they really collected it. Also, not to mention, this has an episode directed or written by Obama's kid? Yeah. Oh. Um, Malia, yeah. I think, wrote okay. one of the episodes, Malia? right? Yeah. And it's it's not bad. I've seen her short that is going to be at Sundance. Not the best short. <laughs> but <laughs> her working here with uh, Gambino has been a lot better. Uh, I think Glover knew exactly what he was doing there. Nice. And, nice. Uh, nah, bro, this is a good show. Awesome. It's a good show. Swarm, arts number five. Let's go to Amanda for her number five. Reservation Dogs. Thank you for putting this on there. I have oh. This is another one that I didn't get around to that last season, but it's such mm. a good show. It is a really good show. So I don't know if this was on my list last year because I think I was late to season two, mm. but I did make sure to get this under the belt for this one because I think it's the, it's the final season. And they really went all out with it. Like they took a lot of chances. Nice. They did some really interesting things where they were telling stories from like people in the past and how that connected to the people in the present mm-hmm. and different issues with like culture. So for those who don't know, like Reservation Dogs, it's about a bunch of kids who are who grew up on a, on a reservation uh, and just like just going to buy just getting by and then like kind of going on these different journeys to like honor friends and do things that like a friend that passed away couldn't do. And then just kind of how, you know, what, what life brings, what can you expect from life? What are the things that are expected of you when you're born into these communities that are such communities? Can you leave? Is it a problem if you don't leave? Is it okay to want to leave? And all the just different things uh, like that. And they really knocked it out of the park with this one. I think they took some really cool chances. They, kind of incorporated a lot of interesting like lore and and myths and just different things from um you know aboriginal and native culture um that were like very interesting very kind of like scary very uh like prescient uh, mm. of the times and stuff so i think they did i think they just really knocked out of the park there's like so much care put into this show yeah. and and i don't think the um i don't think the kid like the actors in the show get enough attention for how really good they are yeah. and how like very defined they are with their personalities their characteristics their just like these little throwaway words that they'll say that you've never heard anywhere else, but this whole community will just use these words and know exactly what they mean. And I, I, it's just so charming and has so much personality and isn't trying to be anything other than what it is. And like, it's what it is, is very special. I think it's very good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad that you stop spotlight, spotlight the cast. Uh, I feel like it's one of those casts that we're going to see them pop up in a bunch of places mm-hmm. in the future and look back on this show and just be yeah. amazed that this was kind of like a launching point for so many of them. Uh, Devery Jacobs, we've already seen her do incredible work mm-hmm. in Backspot, which was at uh, Toronto earlier yeah. this year. My watch list. <laughs> um, I think Paulina Alexis is like so peculiar and interesting oh, yeah. on the show. Her. I love her performance. She's who I'm thinking of when I'm like the the ways, yeah. the, the different ways people talk and just like this. It's yeah, so quirky and fun. And then uh, also the two guys who are always yeah. just like commenting yeah. around the town. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Also Zahn McClamon, I, I want to give a quick shout out to because he shows up in a lot of different native focused shows or movies and whatever, but he's so mm-hmm. interesting and funny and, and just has like a really unique character here. You can point to so many people who are involved in this show. Uh, and it, it, I think it's just like a, a really another one of those hidden gem shows that yeah. not enough people are talking about, but it has some episodes that will really stand the test of time. Yeah. Stopping it at three is, horrendous yeah like not being able to allow it to go further to like get that full syndication yeah i think they ugly i think they chose to yeah i think, I think certainly hard really chose i think to, he wanted but... to 
Yeah, I think he felt like they told the story where they wanted to, yeah, to tell it up to. But there was like a lot of different ways they could have gone. I think it's when it got to the the prospect of splitting the cast off. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't want to pull the Degrassi. They didn't want to try to like yeah. split things up between locations. Uh-huh. So I get it. It does suck. But I think it's better to do that than let it kind of like fizzle. Totally. I feel like a lot of Taika shows, because uh, you were talking about Our the, flag means death. the pirate one. They he's choosing to end that at three as well, so it's like I feel like the max has been three. Other than what we do in the shadows, yeah. I think that one's gone farther. It has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think went, I had the first. Network. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Right. Yeah. That's why. Uh, I had the first season on one of the lists prior, so I can't wait to catch up on that one because that's the one I've let slip by. But every time something plays on Hulu, if it's the Wonder Years, I turn it off from the autoplay. But that one, <laughs> yeah, I'll let the first episodes play. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole season of what we do in the shadows that came out this year that I skipped. That that probably would have had a spot on my list. That That probably would have had a spot on my list. I missed it. I saw a gif from it from uh, one of the vampire guys, and Uh, it was really funny, dude. I'm so excited. I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah, let's give that an honorable mention, even though we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, an honorable mention. All right. For consistency. Uh, Amanda's number five, Reservation Dogs, season three over on Hulu. My number five is going to be Poker Face, season one, but Amanda hasn't said hers yet, so I think we can circle back to Arts number four. The Last of Us. Oh, shit. Okay. Get into the the heavy hitters. This was the one. This was the one that I was just like, how far is this going to drop? And it was more so the discussions around it. Mm -hmm. And I got just tired of Pedro being and everything. I'm not going to lie. But like, that is the side to going, you know, going back to those early episodes and it Mm -hmm. just delivering. Mm -hmm. I do think the finale isn't as strong as it could have been Mm -hmm. as someone who like was also playing the game again Mm -hmm. uh, as the series was out. But like, it wasn't bad. And especially a a lot of the guest performances that they had on there, uh, they, they really delivered in building this world. I wish they did have more zombies. I wish they did have more of those fights, but obviously it was supposed to be a lot of the internal human conflict that they had in there. But I mean, I go back to the standalone episode that they had with, um, the guy from white Lotus and, uh, Uh, Nick Offerman and uh, Marie Bartlett, episode three. Yeah, absolutely. perfect standalone thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think of the sequences with uh, um, my main character and when she has to like realize what it is to become an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the 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 episode with the brothers. Oof. Yeah. Oh my yep. goodness! Like when you start having sequences that are better than how they delivered them in the game, I'm like, yeah. all right, there's a lot, there's a lot to give credit to here. I, I couldn't bump it any lower than what it was. The Last of Us, I think, really delivered on it. And they got a real big feat coming up. They do. With uh, season two. And if they cast those casting rumors are correct. I don't agree with them. <laughs> really? I love it, it, Caitlin Deaver, but she's not Abby at all. True. She's older Ellie. She's not Abby. She don't get what Abby she gets, in her. Well, she got bulky. I don't think she can. I saw her fight those aliens. <laughs> I don't think she can. <laughs> It's it's so like I actually used to do a lot of powerlifting and my mom was always like, you're going to get so jacked. And I was like, no, my body type will not support that. Mm -hmm. My legs will get thicker because my legs just that's where any weight goes, goes to my legs and my hips. My upper body is always going to stay like this. I don't think without steroids, Caitlin Deaver is not getting. So she's going to have to get on the Marvel plan. (laughs) But I don't even 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 then I don't think it is like it's harder to get a woman there than yeah, and I don't think she'd do it because like that would want... destroy her body. But love lies bleeding. Love lies bleeding. You want her? Probably. Okay. That's like I just yeah, I don't think I love Caitlyn Deaver, but I also like playing that game. I don't think 
she, I think she could play the part. I just don't think she is the part. Yeah. She could have the SpongeBob arms. <laughs> I don't know. When people were saying Florence Pugh, that made more sense to me. Because mm. we've know? seen her fight, though. We've like, seen her fight, she, and yeah, she and just, for, I just, she looks the part more. I think she's got, I don't know. She just feels more that part to me. I don't, I don't think Caitlin Deaver is remotely the right call, but I could be wrong. I just, yeah. she, she don't scream I, it for we, me. Not wrong. We all yeah. like Caitlin uh, Deaver as an actress, she's, but it's, Performance-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about... Abby does get, have that presence, get, that stature. Yeah, get somebody who has that stature already. Like, you're literally now just cannon-foddering people to be like, see, a woman can't naturally be that mm. physique. And it's like, to, yeah, if you spend all your time training and, you are, and your physique is kind of naturally geared towards getting that way, like, I know people who could get the Abby physique without doing steroids. So, like, get somebody who does that, like, okay, you know, in my opinion. Do you all have this on your list? It's in my. It like just got bopped out. Oh, I'm actually. I'm pretty surprised you didn't have a top ten, Amanda. I know. I think it's because like the more I, th- I really love it, but the more I think about it, it does just feel like a, a Cliff Notes television show. I feel like there's. I wanted but more. Like, I feel like they sped run the too much. Yeah, like it's, I know that's what I mean. So like it has so many good sequences and mm-hmm. moments and things, but then there's so much more I wanted in it that isn't there. Yeah, and the television show is the time to do that. Yeah, the game. Yeah. That, that was the battle I had with it. I agree with you. Like, I can't deny yeah. that. But at the same time, it's like, am I being harsh because I know how great the game right. is? I kind of I kind of toss it up. But that that is completely fair. Yeah, and yeah. It's so like, it's still very good. And it could have happily been on this list. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, like, knock it too much because it is so well executed. And I can mm-hmm. imagine, particularly for someone for what it is, yeah. who for isn't it. familiar with the games, finding it to be really incredible. But see... that's where i found most people having an issue being like i felt like it didn't have enough this i felt like there was something missing i felt like there was this and it was those were the people who had not played the game Mm -hmm. i feel like it's people who have played the game are being kinder to it than people who haven't yeah and and perhaps there's some of that too but i i got the same feeling like amanda that like ultimately this is like a version of a story that i've already spent a lot of time in and you, you know i think it's not surprising that the most the strongest reaction people had was to that third episode, which feels like the biggest departure from the games. I'm hopeful, especially given what we know about where the story is going to go and yeah. what HBO might want for the show, that <laughs> they did a really great job of establishing the world and the characters in season one. And they can mm-hmm. use season two as a bit of a branching off, expanding, widening point so that we're not so tethered to the story as we've already heard it. But yeah. it's still a great show and it made my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah, it's still great. It's so still great. Put it on? Yeah, you're the only one. No, you're the only one. You're the sucker. It is really good. It is really, I'm really, the last really of good. Us. And you're the last of us. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things I've spent. There's so much of it that I love, but then it's, it's what it's lacking that keeps coming back to mind more so than what it has. But maybe that'll change if I watch through it again. I just, I hadn't watched through it again. But. Here's to season two. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, arts number four, The Last of Us. Amanda, what do you have at your number four? I think this is where I'm going to stick the beef. Ooh. Or just beef. Okay. Oh. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I don't know if it's on your list. I don't have it. It's in my honorable mentions. Okay. I don't know. I I just really liked it. I love how it kind of just like these two people just kind of started swarming out of control (laughs) with one another and just how how big it got just from this simple premise and how like dedicated they were to trying to like absolutely destroy each other's lives like quite literally and how much of like a loser they made Steven Yun like it was like impressive. So good. It was so good. That church scene? Yes. Like Mm. just wild, wild stuff that's like 
so uncomfortable to watch and like you know somebody's just like digging themselves like a bigger hole but it's so entertaining and it was just like it was one of those like I was hooked like once I started watching it I wasn't stopping until I was done the show yeah so yeah I I hate all the baggage that they came with the show and I should have handled that better because I think it delivers it in the it. best way. You know, all this aggression. I know Zach didn't like the, the, the episode towards the end where they're kind of like by themselves. It mm. is like a very... You know what? I liked that strange, episode. I didn't like the one before it that got kind of like very violent. Too crazy? Too crazy uh, for me, yeah. Oh, okay. Then we kind of agree then, yeah. Because I actually think the way that they, they hype it up so much and yeah. then kind of let it mellow out. Yeah. yeah. It's bold. Nah, bro. Like, that, it, it ages so yeah. well. yeah. Ali Wong has been picking up a lot of the awards, and I said Dominique Fishback is my preferred pick, mm-hmm. but I can't get mad at it. She she killed it in it. I mm-hmm. still would argue that Stephen Yeun is the better of the performances in here, and I wish he was getting more love because mm-hmm. he absolutely yeah, it's weird. killed it. I didn't know it. he wasn't. That's he gets like weird. the noms, but he's not getting the wins, oh. and I thought he had a lot of moments that Me were just... Too. I think he had a much harder job. The Burger King bit? I, yeah, I think he had right? a harder, yeah. harder job of it, a harder... Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's so good I think he had hard, like, like, yeah, he had a more difficult task at hand to be like, you're just gonna be a loser, man. Like, you're gonna be <laughs> terrible. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, no, beef is fantastic. Yeah, the series creator Lee Sung Jin has talked about that he has a three season arc in mind. But would you like them to leave well enough alone? Do you want it to be a limited series, or would you like to see it like an anthology version of Beef more than that, or? If he's got more ideas, you want to go back to these characters. I think it's done. I think it's done. You put it on Letterboxd as a miniseries? Yeah, that means it's done. It's good. You, you, chose your, you chose your path. You chose your path. It's there. Are you saying anthology, though? I, I could probably handle anthology. You prefer the anthology BTN? version? I don't yeah, cool. like, I don't love it, and I think that kills a lot of shows, but I think this is a show that can handle it. Yeah. Netflix is Fargo? There you go. Not e- yeah, not even that, but yeah, but yeah, that's like they could do that. Yeah, because uh, it's all about how they handle it. Yeah, yeah, because like Cruel Summer tried to do that and that killed that show. <laughs> Bro, and they didn't even <laughs> say it was like a season two. I'm like, I am I it. dumb? This came out already. <laughs> yeah, no, just, and it turned out it was like a whole new season. And again. I hated that. I was like, what? They left the last one off at a, such a good, interesting point thought, to yeah, keep going. What is it. wrong with you? But yeah, no, oh. I hated it. Yeah, I could handle an anthology for beef. Nice. All right, so Amanda's number four is Beef. Beef? I'm putting a TH at the end of that, Beef. My number four pick is going to be How To with John Wilson, the third and final season, uh, an incredibly special idiosyncratic show from the mind of John Wilson as he documents his life navigating New York and assembles his strange advice on top of the funniest, randomest B-roll footage imaginable. It is a really interesting show. I think it sort of interrogates the form of documentary in a unique way that it, it is both like highlighting artifice and and also like acknowledge and stripping it down to its most bare essentials too. Um, I know Art and I disagree about some of the final episodes of the season, but I think there's some of the most incredible work he's done and the most thought-provoking ideas he's put out there. But I think the thing that I most am going to miss about this show, not continuing on, is just his curiosity about people. I Mm. think that How To With John Wilson highlighted some of the most, like, unique and outsider perspectives that we got on TV. You you got to spend extended time with all of these people who exist on the fringes of society mm-hmm. and aren't, aren't normally sh- uh, given the spotlight. And here, they're not only given the spotlight, they're 
often treated with like so much more empathy than you'd yes. expect. Just they they really want you to feel for these people, even as eccentric and strange as some of them might be. So I'm just uh, uh, in, regularly awed by the work he puts into that show, and I, I only hope that he can continue that energy in another format, even if it isn't this one, because yeah. I, I think John Wilson's a really really special filmmaker. He is. It's like Borat, but he's not like making fun of the subjects. Mm-hmm. He finds so many empathetic moments. I like that. With them. I had it as my number 12. This season has what is possibly my favorite episode of the series. And it, I keep tossing it because I saw them back to back. How to work out and how to watch so the game. Good. <laughs> Incredible episodes. Probably mm-hmm. some of my favorites of the, the series. And then as X said, I think it has one of the worst episodes of the series because I think the whole series mm. is about the honesty and the truth that he gets from people. Uh-huh. And when he admits that he lied about some things, I think that's just him admitting that he lied about some things. <laughs> to me, to me, it's an interesting like look at the form of documentary and, and what It was never about the form of documentary. I all think your it is, favorite though. Mo- all your favorite moments of the show are the honest parts. You just mentioned all the people that he meets, all the truth. I all can the have truth, more than truth. one favorite thing in the show. <laughs> Name another part in the documentary where he lies, that that was the form. It's not about like another part where he lies, but it's it's about the construction of it. And I think the construction right. of it is very intentionally different than a lot of other uh, documentary formats. And, and he's sort of like highlighting the ways in which it is sort of in the spirit of other documentaries. I don't know. I, I think I think there's something very smart in there. But I But the construction I, I you like is how he finds truth. I mean he's finding a different truth. He's finding the truth of documentary filmmaking in that episode. I don't know. I understand why you didn't like the rug pull of it, but I think it's really brilliant. I think it's really smart. Uh, I we'll think it's have the guy who Amanda... got caught with plagiarism and said my bad guys, but isn't it crazy how things change in documentaries? Look, I will still I, I stand think... We should let Amanda catch up and she can be the deciding vote. I'll do it. <laughs> Have you caught any of it? No. I've, no. Oh, it's so no. This funny. is still like, this This is, the, the sh- series is fantastic. It is great. One and two made both of my lists for the first two seasons. Okay. This one's right there. It's at 12. Literally at 12. <laughs> and I was, I was almost going to push one of the other ones off. Only John Wilson's mind could work in a way where he's talking about his sexual experiences and setting it to a montage of him putting out his hand for dispenses of hand sanitizer foam just shooting out into his hands. It's really funny. Only John Wilson can go to a vacuum convention (laughs) and almost get me to cry when he interviews that one dude in in his vacuum collection uh, uh, room. Yeah. Bruh. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's those little moments that he finds with people that are there. It's incredible, and I agree. Whatever he does next, I hope they, uh, I hope they give him the the, the leeway to to, yeah. to make it be whatever he wants. This is one of those shows that I really love, but I love in a way where I'm like, this should be given a Peabody. Like it is doing something really unique that should be put on some kind of pedestal. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, <laughs> yeah. Curse. What's his name? Nathan for you. Nathan F- Fielder. Yeah. Nathan Fielder. This this is like if you like any of that stuff. You're late on this show. <laughs> yeah. This show is for you. Yeah. Definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so how to with John Wilson. I got a number four on my list. And before we get into the top three, because I think we're going to have a bit of overlap and some of the uh, highlights of this year collected in our top three, I think we should dispense with the honorable mention. So, Art, why don't you kick us off? What are the shows that did not make your top list? Some random ones. Kunk on Earth, I think you put on my radar. Yes! So, <laughs> so funny. Goofy. I haven't been able to finish it because every time I play it, Alina hates her voice. <laughs> She'll just stare at me. She's like, are you, oh, no. are you playing that cunk girl? And I was like, we don't say that word in this house. Uh, Colin from Accounts is technically not of this year. Right. He barely got it. Uh, that was from the Intracuties who had mentioned that last year. And I thought it was a pretty good pick. Young Love over on HBO Max was the Academy Award winning short, Hair Love. Yeah. And now it's a it's a cartoon series. And I think that's pretty good. Matthew Cherry. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out, I'm a Virgo. That one was pretty good. That's on I, my I honorables as well. I think you're going to well. have an honorable from Apple TV Plus that just got a second season. I'll give that to you. But you may not have Bubkiss, which is really I hard to recommend to, to people. I got Okay, bro. Have you ever recommended someone that show? <clears throat> no. And then you know what the opening of that show is with his mom? <laughs> very difficult. Very, very difficult. But what a fantastic Joe Pesci performance. That yeah. is great in The Irishman. But the people who wanted that old Joe Pesci, boy, you got what? Eight episodes here? I and think probably... Be a, uh, and probably the best utilization of the like Pete Davidson hilarious but also kind of real thing that like yes. he it, it weapon it uses his charms in like the best way possible. It took Staten Island and uh, the other one that we like from Sundance, and I think it uh, big time adolescence. Thank you, Ooh, and it, yeah. it made it even better. Ooh. To round it up, single drunk female over on Hulu wrapped its season. Uh, they are very funny. I hope that they continue doing stuff. They actually worked on Good Burger, the team from. Oh. Uh, Good Burger too. So I guess that's another reason why I kind of liked it. Uh, totally, completely fine would be my definite hidden pick. Um, Thomas and Mackenzie gets a house. Oh. That house has people committing suicide because it's what? right by the cliff. She doesn't realize this gift is a curse and now she needs to stop those people. But it's also because she came from being a person who was doing a lot of self-harm. It was technically a cursed gift to help her from stop. Dude, Ooh. hidden gem. All hidden right. gem. Watch what it for sure. What channel is it on? AMC Plus. So, like, when I say hidden, uh, boy, very because hidden. it's Sundance it now through mm-hmm. AMC Plus. Um, Zach had mentioned a couple of other ones, Full Circle. You said Gen V, How To. But this last one, I did not see enough for it. I saw a little bit more of the curse to count it. Y'all, Fargo Season 5? That's That would probably be on my list if I had finished this season. But, yeah, it is incredible so far. We went through the Globes and it had gotten the nomination. I was like, usually when we see that, we're like, this isn't out yet. That's not fair. Oh, Fargo? Yeah, for sure. No, easily. <laughs> if they gave you all the screeners, easily. Juno Temple kills it in that show. Mm-hmm. Really good. All of Fargo is really good. I've been telling Zach, we've been waiting episode uh, episode for episode. And Zach knows that when I'm waiting on a weekly basis yeah. and not waiting for it to all wrap, that means it's a good show. And we're so dumb. We go, oh, it sucks that I have to wait for the next Fargo episode. As if I don't have three seasons of the anthology that I haven't seen yet just sitting there. <laughs> exactly. It's really good. But but those are my honorables. Nice. Awesome. Amanda, what about you? Not a ton of Last of Us, cause, but we've already talked about it. A Small Light is another one. Yeah. I think that's kind of mm. getting a second life because when I was watching it, it was I think it was on Disney Plus. And now it's on and Netflix. And now the awards. So it's I think it's on Netflix now, right? At least here. Oh, is it? I'm, I think it's. I think uh, it's Disney Plus for us. What? 
It's a it's a tiff pick. There's yeah, all the light in the world. All the light in the world and a small right. light. Yeah, okay. I think that's what's throwing me off. Either way, um, it is getting a second life either way because of the award season. Uh, I thought that one was really good. <clears throat> um, I like Platonic, honestly. I know that that wasn't like yeah, the most you. popular. Okay. Yes, I, like I thought Platonic. Zach was going to mention it. Bro, it's so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. How y'all feeling on season two? I, I mean, we're going to run into I a ch- reserva- reservation dog story <laughs> where, where, where they're in different spots. So you can't. Right. I, they'll I like find they'll some excuse that. to put them back together and then oh, yeah. we'll get yeah. more Seth, Seth Rogen, Roseburn antics. I mean, I it's, like it. it's not a show where I'm so like invested in the story of it that I'm going to feel betrayed when they put them <laughs> yeah. back together, especially if they give us more scenes like uh, hidden skills. I swear I saw a UFO. It's so, so good. And like the militant, like, no, like we have to, unified front, we saw a UFO. <laughs> the painting bit oh. is the only reason when she gets that new job, it messes up the painting. That makes mm-hmm. me think, okay, it's not that bad if they're alone because she killed that whole, <laughs> that whole episode. Right. Oh, they're really good. good. That's such a good show. It is. Yeah. So I like that one a lot. And then probably Slip. The Zoe hey. Mr. Jones one Whoa. that it literally kind of keeps leaving because I good saw catch. it so long ago yeah. at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but and it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's so like, right. You know, it's one of these like kind of short shows where, you know, every time Zoe Lister Zo- Jones comes, she enters a different multiverse. A different <laughs> <Literally> reality. <come. laughs> literally. Not into the room. Yeah, never die. Yeah. You know, every time. And it's like really interesting, and it kind of yeah. like is just all her learning about herself and different options and ways she could live life and things like that. So yeah, it's a, it's good. That was a good one. So that's, those are my those are my my Stuff. handful. Absolutely, uh, my honorable mentions. I'm going to start with a show that was the hardest for me to leave off of my list. Uh, sorry if it's on either of yours. I, I I put Barry number eleven. I I just I really love that show. I think it is. Art is betrayed. Phenomenal Art filmmaking. is betrayed. I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, look, I love Barry. I just, I, I don't know. There, there's so many other shows that I wanted to t- talk about this year, and I just found myself putting it lower and lower, and I'm going to rewatch it and think I'm an idiot for not putting it on my list, but I, right now I got it 11. I don't know. It's 14 for me. It was off my list. I had no problem bumping it. What's next? Succession. <laughs> uh, a different show with an S. I, I Maybe this one is going to show up on a list as well, but I, I put Scott Pilgrim Takes Off in my honorable oh, mentions. Nice. Art, you also mentioned I'm a Virgo. Uh, and Bob Kiss I had. I have Party Down Season 3, which, you know, a, a lot of the flavor of the old show in the smaller package. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. Are you starting I Season 1? I got Season 1, and Season 1 is funny. It's really good. I'm not getting stars. Yeah. Well, I'll bring you DVDs. Thank you. <laughs> I also got to do one more mention of Paul T. Goldman, the Peacock show mm. from Jason Wolliner. I think to me, it's the most fun I've had with the kind of like hybrid documentary thing going on with a lot of shows this year. It's just really creative, really funny and, and surprisingly sweet as well. What else can we mention here? There's so much stuff. I mean, Last of Us, Abbott Elementary. Uh, I want to give a little bit of a lo- love to Winning Time, even though the season was super sloppy. I still like that Damn. show. Wow. Um, I, I forgot to mention that here, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, 
Are none of us mentioning Invincible, or is that still coming? It's still going. It, it's, it, there's it's only still, four yeah, episodes. Yeah, they did the split. Yeah. They, how, you, can't, you can't even rate that. Yeah, so it's not... I haven't even watched it yet. So That's I watched. Long, I got the episodes that they sent, so I watched mm-hmm. those three, but then there was another one, and I haven't watched that one yet, so... Yeah. It's good. So it's good so far, but it's just like not enough to even yeah. bother mentioning we'll, here. We'll revisit when they release part Prime two of season so two. Much, yeah, part two is like, they don't even have a date for it, though. That's the problem. But Prime has a lot. Like, Maisel wrapped this year as well. The Horror of the Lotus Ranch was one that I mentioned uh, prior. It's the A24 one where she makes human empanadas. <laughs> I remember, Pretty yeah. Decent. Justine Machado, oh, right? Jury Duty. Jury I'm Duty. I'm telling you, it's a sleeper hit. It's I'm actually surprised you really didn't have funny. that on your top ten. I'm seen it, yeah. glad I didn't uh, not mention it right now. I don't think it's top, I, can't, I can't see it topping anything in my top ten. No. Yeah, I did not expect to binge it. Like James Marsden is really funny in this yeah, show. Yeah, he's really good. It's, yeah, it's, see, yeah. I think he's the reason why I didn't watch it at first because I was like, "There's no way that that guy doesn't know." I know James Marsden isn't super popular, but there's no yeah. way that this man doesn't recognize him. But then somebody was like, "No, no, no!" They don't try to play it down as if he's not who he is. No. And I was like, "Oh, well, yeah. that makes more sense because I didn't want to watch it because I didn't believe it would be possible that someone yeah. didn't <laughs> know that this was a celebrity." You need to do. There's a moment where they're doing the, the the jury duty, and he's like reading a script for a fake movie that's coming up. He doesn't want anyone to look at it, but he's like, you guys aren't seeing my, like, performance. <laughs> they have to pay a bill at one point, and it's way too expensive. And they're like, you cover it. You're the celebrity. That's <laughs> so good. I love that. No, that's good. It's good. It's really good. I'll check it out. Yeah. The, the premise is that everyone's an actor on this fake yes, jury. except for Except for the main guy. one guy. Yeah. And he doesn't realize but that But it was just more that, like, he's such so a funny. known actor that I was like, I can yeah. believe right. a bunch of other people, but, like, not James. Him playing Marzen himself. at least is playing himself. The rest aren't. Good. That's and all that matters. And it's worth the nominations he's got. Yeah. yeah didn't a lot they have of to like work. filter someone out of the show because he did recognize someone a little bit too much and it was weird? Did that happen or know. did someone lie to me? Maybe. Uh, I don't. An it. interesting thing that they did on Prime was they had like bonus episodes, so it was like, yeah, it was like director's cut episodes. I haven't so, gotten wow. a chance to see those yet. They were that. like adding minutes to like the, the episodes for different scenes or something. So like uh, very interesting so, premise. Jerry Duty was created by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupinski, and they cut their teeth doing The Office, which also, yeah. I think that was the first show I can even think uh, about mm, that did extended mm, cuts and bonus say, yeah. features for streaming and stuff. So oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they had that down pat, dude. Easily. Definitely. Nice. All right. So those are our honorable mentions. Let's launch into the top three shows of the year. Arturo, where are we going to start? Succession season four. Ooh, all the way down in three and you too down yeah. in three yeah. wow <clears throat> something i don't know something warmed up good. on me a little bit more but yeah succession's great yeah okay okay uh we top can three, Zach. what do you want what do you want what do you want Stop three. we can it's we good. can talk we can talk about it more a little bit okay i will go with the curse for my number three okay. uh which right. we can talk about it more you now are the only one who wrapped it right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it, it, it keeps it up is, I guess, what I'll leave it at because I Beautiful. do not want to spoil. I don't know if I feel comfortable spoiling some of the things that happen, uh, but it is such a hilarious uh, creation of the like interesting elements of Nathan Fielder's writing with the sort of anxiety and tension of Benny Safdie's filmmaking. And of course, you got like an incredible Emma Stone performance at the center of this does this really it has this really particular funny satire of this kind of like uh for-profit 
influencer kind of like do-gooder culture, these like white liberals who see themselves as positive change makers, but are ultimately mostly in it for capitalistic benefit or like personal, uh, you know, gratification, yeah. gratification, or, or even just like to make themselves look some to, to yeah. per, per, portray themselves a certain way to the world. A lot of what the show is focused on is how we want to portray ourselves and how we do get portrayed or also the ways in which media, whether that's social media or just like TV media can warp your portrayal of something or warp how people see you. Um, it's got just some of the most uncomfortable cringe comedy I've ever seen, but it's also just like incredibly thought provoking and intensely layered and dense for me. In, in fact, the thing that is, the hardest thing to recommend about it is it is so dense with ideas that it feels hard to bite off a whole episode at once. Like it, it feels like they're trying to talk about a million things within the span Love of it. a normal episode's runtime. It makes it really good. It makes every scene matter, but it is, it's not like the easiest to, to binge or anything like that. Or uh, it's not, it's not like passive watching. You have to really be actively okay. with and the it's show. Hard. And it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's and it's hard, particularly when it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I I love that it exists, and I love uh, I I love so many of the things that they are addressing. Episode five in particular, which really uh, hones in on Whitney uh, Emma Stone's character, to me is the the peak of the show because they're trying to sort of make the pilot episode of this flipanthropy show, but also balancing egos at the same time. It's so, so good. I can't wait to uh, talk with you both about it once you get the chance to watch the whole thing. Art, we're definitely, definitely doing a spoiler talk of the show once the finale's out there. Uh, but yeah, The Curse, I, I, know, I don't know if you said all that you want to say about it, but uh, Art, at least, is there something that jumps out to you about The Curse? That it's good? <laughs> I know that a lot of people love um, Nathan not Safety, uh Nathan. Yeah. And they were like really impressed almost scared with his acting and i'm like he's always had he's it. always been like mm -hmm. that that's always he's been. always been like that so to see him in a narrative is what's got them going like whoa i didn't realize i was like no this man is like i feel like he's almost making fun of the producers the money people every single person that he's dealt with i just saw that clip early i hadn't seen it before c uh cnc what's your what's y'all's candidate think what cbc C cbc is that what it is cbc like c well, yeah like cbc news yes yeah. So he's like talking to the guy from that network. I had oh, no. never seen that clip before. He embarrasses him through and through. Dude, the, the guy who runs it was like, please don't do this to me, Nathan. I had, <laughs> he's so funny in real oh, life yeah, situations. He, yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, that's, he started at CBC. I yeah. know that. Something like that. Yeah. So his seeing CBC, everything that he's doing. His CBC comedy segments are so funny. Just like are trying unreal. to pressure people into saying. Are Canadians just to. funnier? But to make fun of the person who's paying you is crazy. Yeah. So now that he's doing a narrative, yeah, he's making fun of everybody he's been around oh, yeah. and he's at home. To take that then on the road and just mop Benny Safty is yeah. so disrespectful every single time they're at a talker. And Benny so is great in the show. He's, he's good. He's great. He's insane in the show. And so is Emma. But, uh, Emma's having a great year. Mm -hmm. Emma's, Emma's like just shockingly perfect for that, but. How, would you guys live three? in one of those houses? I would not live in that house. That's <laughs> absolutely. I mean, not. that's like a tomb. The, it, they say that the temperature is supposed to freeze. I would be sweating constantly. 
Yeah, it's and it's just there's no windows. Yeah. I feel like it's like a tomb. I would die. It's ugly. It's don't ugly. Don't those the type of houses that like kill birds because they don't know where they're going? <laughs> yeah, absolutely they would. That happens in the show. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> no, Emma's got like three. Her and her her husband have three other movies that they're producing at Sundance. She's got this on a roll. Yeah. Crushing it this I year. I mean, it's such a credit to Emma that she would even sign up for a thing like this. She's a movie star. She doesn't really do TV much. She did that maniac mm-hmm. thing for Netflix. But aside from that, like, to be Ooh, on a show yeah. that's even, like, on Showtime, it's not even, like, on a prestige network, it, it points to her interest in working on a project specifically like this with <laughs> Don't these people. Bogus, bro. Don't be bogus. You know Showtime is trying to be HBO. Yeah, but they're they not, are. though. Like, HBO yeah, had... they're fighting. I know they're Nathan not. Fielder. They're like, we know we don't have Dexter anymore, but we're coming back. Nathan Fielder has a first-look deal with HBO. If HBO wanted this show, he would have had to have they're taken to him first. They're kicking themselves yeah. in the ass. Yeah, they're, they're kicking, kicking themselves. kicking themselves in the ass. It's. I think it's a credit to Benny Safdie, who apparently uh, is part of the part of the reason that they wanted to expand it because it was originally conceived to be half hour episodes, and they thought, well, there's more here. Let's do full hours. And as you mentioned, huge credit to Nathan, who obviously we knew he's like a hugely gifted comedic persona. But like, I think about that one scene. It might have been in the first or second, maybe even third episode, where uh, they he and Emma are arguing after they're trying to record themselves for social media and it just feels so sure. real like he, yeah. he there's not like a that's like episode five i, I think that's like it, four yeah it's like I think it's three I think it's four it's four it's four. sure it's later it's one of the last things i saw before i ended up it, i don't think it was in the very last mm-hmm. episode i watched but it was one of the times where i was like oh my god this it's is a so real awkward. clip that's out on instagram Zach. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean point being no, that I like it just doesn't feel I agree like there's scene. any artifice there it feels like a real argument which is it pretty yeah pretty Isn't stunning scary? Yeah. yep it no they Do you know that people in. have had that mm-hmm. argument all around the world having it right now in this very yeah, moment. Yeah, but like the way he caught it <laughs> yeah. between the both of them. And then yeah. the aftermath of trying to fake it just like exemplifies like, yo, you guys like really, there's no way you did two takes of that because no. more takes of that makes it feel more mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. But then that's what it's commenting on when they try to. Yeah. It's a brilliant show. Incredible show. Yeah. It's so good. Another show. one of these shows that we could just spend like an hour diving into different aspects of it. We probably and will. We will. <laughs> Next yeah. year. Uh, so that's my number oh, yeah. three. Both of y'all had succession. What is your number two, Arturo. The other two. Hell yeah. Okay. Ever since we covered it. It's This is a amazing. series. I'm so excited. The other that has just aged perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I know there was like a big bomb that came out towards the end and with it wrapping up and everything and why it wrapped up. Hate is going to hate. Like, <laughs> look, I don't, <laughs> I'm not condoning anything yeah. that they did, uh, reportedly, allegedly, but the other two, the moment Elemental came out had such a peak episode about what they did with that. There are so many sequences within this. I can't even see Lucas Gage. I, I saw Don Lowe, but I can't see him the same way every time he appears somewhere after the the, the episodes that he was he in, in here this? for the Broadway play. It's the be- maybe the this? best episode of the entire series. Uh, Carrie. Ooh. Wait till you catch It's called it. Carrie and uh, whatever her name is. Go see the in AIDS play. It is so funny and so smart <laughs> I tell you, you can't so a continuation of down low that was wrong of me that was wrong of yeah. me. <laughs> he's great yeah. in it he's that man has knocked excited. it out of the park every guest that they've had has knocked it out of the park um just the 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 jokes that they'll have at the bottom of just yes. episodes uh, zach really liked this one about uh when they're trying to raise funds for something <laughs> and it, just, it comes so quick it'll just be lines that they're making fun of uh, 
in the industry is just so smart. I think that's why it pissed off a lot mm-hmm. of people because it is going at a lot of not just influencer culture, but the people who work in a lot of these shows, moderators, yeah. hosts. And they hate the it. whole shebang, they dude. They have knocked are... it out of the park. And I, I think every single season has gotten yes. better. And I stand with this being the best season of TV. That's incredible to, nice. to wrap it up like that. My number two. My number two of the, the year. Yeah. Absolutely worthy of being remembered in that highlight. I mean, it's it's so, so funny in such a, like, incisive and p- particular way. Like, it's commentary on, as you mentioned, like, the entertainment industry or par- particularly gay culture. I think it's really good at getting, showing you sides that are like unglamorous and uncommented on the sides that don't get advertised to the world. Right. And it's so just hilarious whenever it's doing it. So the other two and they're terrible people. Yeah. Uh, And unreservedly, they don't really try to like soften them. They allow them to be complete messes. Mm -hmm. Did you see that the the clip from the first season where the brother made the gay music video was going around and people didn't realize that it was a joke? Oh, no, I didn't see that. People thought that was like a real song. People thought that this was like pandering. I'm like, you were all so fucking, you're so dumb. Media (laughs) literacy is dead. It's dead. It's genius, though. Yeah, it's like, like, people bring up the topic thunderstorm. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, it was good. Anyway. All right. The other two makes it all the way to two on Arturo's list. Amanda, what do you have at number two? The Bear. Oh, okay. That is what bumped up over Succession for me. I don't know. There's, it's got heart. It's yeah. got heart. The Bears got heart. Um, oh, I agree. Succession. I feel like <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if the ending of Success. I need to rewatch it. I don't know if the ending of Succession is my perfect Succession ending. Mm-hmm. But um, it's good, right? But it's really good. It is really good. But I don't. I don't know if there's just I either wanted another season or if there was more I wanted. But like, it is very good. But I don't know if it was like my perfect ideal ending. So that's why the Bear is now kind of getting bumped up because I do think that yeah. like season two is like phenomenal television, just really good, heartfelt in so many different ways, so many strong performances. It's breezy to get through. So yeah, The Bear, easy, easy top two. I've got The Bear season two at my number two as well. It is uh, swapped positions with the other show on my list from my mid-year point. I had The Bear at number one and, and sitting them on them, I've decided it was hard for me to make that choice in the first place. So I'm just going to make the opposite choice now. Uh, it's, I like that. I, I don't know. Like we could have a little bit of a, the bear versus succession talk if you want to, because these are clearly shows that all three of us really, really responded to. I think the bear in particular, one of the reasons why it's, it, you might want to lean towards the bear is like, we've gotten so much great succession and I feel like the bear, which was, phenomenal in its first season took a step up in the second season i'm, I'm not mm. i'm not even sure that they mm-hmm. can continue at this level because like how, how do you do another forks how do you do another fishes yeah. those are like the best wow. possible versions of those storylines of those characters of what? <laughs> what did they do to the main character in the last episode that is insane <laughs> yeah, dude yeah it, it's so and it, it all just has a, it feels so true to life and it feels Uh, so thoughtful the acting the writing is so funny but real there's just a million superlatives you could use for a show like the the bear uh if there's a reason that it's become this really organic hit it's just kind of an Mm -hmm. undeniably beautiful piece of television uh and, and yeah i mean i i can't think of as much as i loved uh some of the other shows on this list i kind of feel like you have to give the best episode of television award either to something from succession that we can talk about 
but it, it might be fishes and it might be forks. Those are just incredible, incredible uh, episodes. Forks is great. And how good are their beefs? Oh, yeah. I mean, the original beef, right? It's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. My only thing for succession, yeah. because again, top three, top three, top yeah. three for sure, is I can, it being the ending to the series, yeah. I understand it. I get it. As its own standalone, I guess, is what I'm judging mm-hmm. of just season four. And that's the yeah. only reason because I, I think fair. of the ending, it's not bad, but I think of the ending to one, two, and three. Why is this coming in fourth place? Yeah. It's it's a, good, a really good ending yeah. for the finale of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like as a standalone thing, I'm putting the other three way higher. Same. Whereas the bear, I think, as two, even though it's clearly building up to something else, it was such a complete yeah. season. I mean, you were mentioning so many great episodes. I think we're at my number one. It's FX is the bear. Season two had such a great episode that didn't even deal with tension. It wasn't Forks. It wasn't the Seven Fishes. It wasn't even the ending. You got the homie Marcus going over to yeah, Sweden? When he's, yeah, when he's making the beautiful, the rainbow art. The desserts. The- the desserts, and it was just, it's like, that's what I mean, it's stuff like that's that. It's show. like, yeah. this has been a really good right? year for, like, contemplative, beautiful Thank simplicity. You. Yeah. And I think... Feeding cats that aren't there. Feeding cats that aren't there. <laughs> Cleaning toilets. Getting a great Will Poulter performance mm-hmm. where he's as chill as he's ever been. Yeah. Just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. That's a good breakdown yeah. of it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he goes there expecting that it's going to be, like, a completely... What what uh, Carmi yeah. got. Yeah, what Carmi got. Right, with, this... uh, what's his name from the soup? Yeah, but it's just beautiful. It's such a flip, Patient. right? Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's how you yeah, learn. Yeah, and just like dedicated to the craft. Like we're taking this seriously, but I'm not going to scream at you for it. He's learning. Because you're and learning. Zach knows. And then I love once seeing people in, learn on screen. Yeah, like the screaming I can come it, later. Dude. Right now, it's for learning. So good. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> so good in this, I forgave her for her Oscar. No, I mean, like, this is a show in which they had, like, a phenomenal Sarah Paulson appearance and nobody talks about it because she's the, maybe like the fifth yeah. best actor in that episode. <clears throat> John oh my Mulaney. God. <laughs> Crazy. Absolutely. We have a list of restaurants we got to hit <laughs> off of what was this, episode two? Mm, yeah, yeah, just we everywhere Sydney went, right? It's great yeah. stuff, man. That is, uh, FX is the bear. My number yeah. one. Uh, Art's number one. Exactly. Amanda's number two. You had it ahead of Succession. I had it in number two. I have it behind Succession. I'm going to jump up and uh, say my number one of the year is Succession season four. Uh, I wanted to cool. flip it back up just because it's so it's so good. Like it's the I think yeah. it is the best okay. written show perhaps of all time. These scripts are just it's, it's up incre- there. They're incredibly verbose. The the not just the intelligence that they bring in of like incorporating real world events and uh, and having it feel both like of our reality, but in its a distinct own version of it too. Uh, the characters are so finely tuned that you kind of know what they're gonna say even at, before they finished saying it. You just feel like you're, you're in this world with these people. Um, the, we could talk about the best quotes, but it would just be far too yeah. long of a list. Yeah, and the only episode of TV that I think really can contends with th- those amazing bear episodes is Connor's wedding. It's just like one of the most stunning pieces of television I've ever seen to mm. kill off your iconic character about fifteen minutes into it, into the third episode of your fourth season. It's just off screen. Yeah, and it, yeah. And, and it's it's capturing a, a feeling that I don't know if I've ever seen articulated on TV. You know, uh, Art and I were doing 
breakdowns after each episode. And I just don't know if there's any other show on TV right now that can support talking about every episode for an hour plus the way that Succession did. And not just for us, but for lots of other people. It, it is, it's an incredibly rich text. And I, I hear you on the argument that it's not its own best season of television. So how could it be the best on this list? But it's just one of the great shows of all time. And, yeah. and no, I think you can take a it as that. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I hear um, Amanda also saying that, like, maybe the finale isn't, like, its best or its perfect. But I think it's, like, satisfying in a way that these huge, huge mean? shows rarely mm. end up being that satisfying. Like, it's... True. You, you're, you're not going to... Better than Sopranos. Exactly, right? Like, it's such such a hard I thing to land the plane on these shows. And we've seen some absolutely disastrous final seasons. Yes. And that this That's one better. wasn't, that this one, like, kind of kept yeah. the quality up. It's just a remarkable thing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, can I don't that. want you to compare both series. I don't want you to. But in terms of an ending, you don't think Breaking Bad still has that as the capstone of like, that's how you do it? You know, I think it's interesting yeah. enough that you mentioned Breaking Bad because I kind of think it's doing the Breaking Bad finale. Because Breaking Bad really? had, it had its penultimate episode left Walt kind of, you know, isolated and alone and sad. And then a prologue. And then, oh. and then he kind of has his triumphant return. And Succession almost flips that in that you get the triumphant moment of the siblings coming together and meal fit for a king. And this is going to be our big happy ending. And, and then it brings you back down to earth and it shows you the consequences of their actions and it gives you the kind of rug pull moment. So I, I kind of, I think that there's a lot of similarities there. Maybe Breaking Bad inches it out. Better Saul, Better Call Saul might even inch out Breaking Bad. I know. But <laughs> I know. Uh, one of the all-time great finales, I think. It's gonna it is gonna age well. That's the that's the thing mm. about it. It's one mm-hmm. of those where it's just like just because we wanted it to be to hit a little bit better now, that doesn't mean that on the rewatch, which will definitely happen. Mm. Yeah. You got four seasons to go back to and that it's all still gonna hold up, which is the best thing you could say about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also just incredible that like after years of Jeremy Strong is so amazing. Brian Cox is so amazing. They just like sneak made Kieran Culkin the most interesting person on this show. But that's I love Kate Killed Kate. it. Yeah, I've been I've been on yeah. this train, so it's stoked. It's the power he of the was definitely the best part of the last yeah. one. Uh and also, hey, don't forget, uh the boy, what's his name? Skarsgård. Yeah. Absolutely demolished. He's so good. Yeah. I love him. I love him so much. I mean, I don't know if we skipped over your succession time, if there's anything else you want to add to it, because you did have it at number three on no, your I, list too. No, I think I yeah, I, I said everything why I kind of bumped it down a little bit, but no, it is still like a master class in television and just everything you want when you're approaching a television show and not overst- uh, like overstaying your welcome and yeah no it's 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 very it's very good all right so number three on art's list number three on amanda's list number one on mine is succession we've already covered the bear number two on mine number two on amanda's number one on arturo's so we're just left with amanda's choice for the best show of 2023 i still think poker face takes it for me i oh. i was so charmed by the show i love her Mm -hmm. she's in like some old navy commercials right now like anytime i visit my parents they stay she's in in old navy commercials and i'm like i was in a hotel and i was like (laughs) that's my girl i like her she's great i think she's i don't know i'm glad that people are finally seeing her 
as like a lead again. I don't know everybody. It's so easy to just kind of like stick her as like the um, like I know she's got but I'm a cheerleader. But, you know, she went through American Pie and she was kind of like the best friend. And that's where most people know her from. But she is such a dominant force on screen. She's so quirky. She's so interesting. She's got this like cool. distinct for. Yeah, she's so cool. It's just that she's right. cool. She's yeah. like she's kind of up there with like Emma Stone. But like the more like like. She's like the Emma Stone that drinks more beer and smokes more, maybe. <laughs> but Emma like, Stone it's like seen so a lot. cool. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But she's so cool, and I, I just love her, and I love this show, and I think I can't imagine a better person for that role. I can't imagine anybody else being in that yeah. role. It's it's so Natasha Leone, by the way, for because we haven't actually said it, <laughs> and I, I like the way, and I I normally I don't like anthologies, and I don't usually like stories that just kind of pick up do a story abandon it and keep going but this is like the best possible way to do yeah. that to be dropping in on these different people their different stories how she applies to it the way that so she, her presence just completely affects and changes mm -hmm. everywhere she goes it's so interesting and like as much as she tries to stay out of things she just like can't she just gets that <laughs> nagging feeling when people it say finds things her. it finds her and then she's like a good person even if she wouldn't necessarily consider herself that like she has to get to that answer so i'm super i think this could have been a really good like one and done type show mm -hmm. but i am interested to see how they 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 expand it out um i thought it was all just so very interesting and fun and i'm just so excited to see where it goes this is sure. one of the like i feel like miracles of the streaming age because it's kind of I think it only could have existed at this time, right? Where we have this mm. beautiful production that's led by like an, a really charismatic star. You have Ryan Johnson coming in Johnson. and lending his directorial vision, writing some of the episodes. Um, and then you have these like superstar talents that are just come through the show like a revolving door, whether that's like you get Hong Chow, you get Judith Light, you uh, get Joseph Gordon. -Levitt. Yeah. And, and it's Charles Melton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such good stuff. And it, 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 you know, you mentioned that it kind of feels fresh every week, but they also have like just enough of a through line that it still merits watching it in order and seeing the way things build and pr progress. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know I just talked about uh, The Bear and Succession having some of the best TV, sh TV episodes of the year, but this is another contender for yeah. just singular episodes that are incredible. Yeah, I mean, which top? I don't even know anymore. Uh, let me look at the list. I got nursing home. It's been nursing home for me for a minute. Nursing home is very good. I like the is it exit Jeez. stage left? The one with Tim Meadows you do and like the uh, Ellen Barkin. Yeah, yeah, stage death. Exit stage death. It's there like we go. the ultra dramatic. Yeah, man, I love so much of them. I don't even know which one I'd pick. One through eight. A lot of people say Escape yes. from Ship Mountain. I was going to say that one kind of like, one? The that's Gordon the one where she ends up, yeah, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt one where she ends up like buried under the snow for a bit. Okay. I think that one's really good. I, I do love the nursing home one because of how many different twists and turns that, that ends up taking because mm -hmm. you're just going to play one of these written. women. So well written. So also one well of the best written. performances from her when she gets the realization. Yeah. I'm like, yo. <laughs> like, oh, oh. That's here. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Really good. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Yeah, poker face. Zach, did you have this on your top? 10? I did. I had it at number five. I had it higher than you. You had it at number eight. You did have it higher than yeah. me. Yeah. I, I, it's the only one I mentioned it, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's you how did. I presented it. You did, and I don't know if I know. it's enough for me. Either way, I great, know. great show, yeah. great show. Hey, made it on all of our yeah, lists. Look, yeah. we talk. We're going to talk about how strong of a movie year 2023 was, but 
it was also a really strong TV year, even if the back mm-hmm. half of it maybe felt a little bit lighter. The first half brought some amazing stuff, and, and there were even some great shows that uh, have popped up in the months since then. So uh, a lot to really enjoy. Art, why don't you take us through from 10 to 1 what you actually put on your top 10 list? For sure. At number 10, I had Dead Ringers over on Amazon Prime. That's got a really good double performance from Rachel Weiss. On Apple TV Plus, Monarch Legacy of Monsters has that whole budget that you need. It is full CG VFX stuff, and it is doing the best thing in the MonsterVerse than everybody else. Poker Face of Peacock, I apologize again. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is great. I, I hate doing lists. It lives on forever. Poker Face is great. Beef over on Netflix. It doesn't need to be an anthology because it gave us all the emotions we needed. The Curse is incredible. It's cringy. It's everything you need it to be. Swarm, I agree that it is the American psycho of this generation, in my opinion. The Last of Us on HBO, I think, is still... It's a Cliff Notes, but it's still a great Cliff Notes of the game. Succession Season 4 is going to age very well. The other two, Season 3, has aged very well. And then at the top, FX is the bear, Season 2. Great list. Amanda, what is your top 10? All right, starting with my number 10, we have The Curse, then Netflix's Heartstopper, then Gen V, The Boys spinoff, then I Think You Should Leave, the Netflix sketch show, followed up by Fall of House of Usher, the other, you know, the last Netflix Mike Flanagan show, then Reservation Dogs, then Beef, then Succession, then The Bear, and finally Poker Face in my number one spots. There we go. And for my top 10, I started out with Shrinking over on Apple TV Plus at number 10, Only Murders in the Building, season three on Hulu at number nine, number eight, Righteous Gemstones from HBO, number seven, The Other Two, also from HBO, more Max, number six, another Max show, Full Circle. In my top five, I had Poker Face from Peacock. Number four, How To with John Wilson on HBO. Number three, The Curse over on Showtime. Number two, The Bear on Hulu. And number one, Succession, the HBO champion. Really good list. A really good year of TV. Uh, Any final thoughts before we move on to other lists that we have to get through? I think festivals are going to be really interesting. We know that Tribeca, we kind of mentioned this in the Midway list, has changed their name to not be the Tribeca Film Festival, but the Tribeca Fest. Sundance has a lot of pilots. There is going to be a big push for TV more than ever before, and I think we're going to feel it in the movie festivals. A couple of these shows that we talked about had their premiere at South By last year. Yeah. Ah, You're right, yeah. That is very true. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially because now we are post-work stoppage and there's going Mm -hmm. to be new new uh, incentives, financial incentives behind some shows. So maybe TV will reshape. The Curse was at New York, no? The Curse was at the New York Film Festival. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. At the New York Film Festival. Yeah, Yeah, like it's... Changing age. It's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we'll cover whatever it is. Although, you know, we've talked in the past about peak TV and how hard it is to keep up with how many shows there are now. But uh, we seem like we're finally at a era of consolidation and maybe TV will be a little bit more manageable. I I still feel like there'll be things that slip through our fingertips. But uh, yeah, Yeah. we're uh, that's about it for our recap of the best TV from 2023. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich on various social medias at Zshevich, uh, S-H-E-V as in Virgo, I-C-H, and check out my YouTube channel, Multiplex Show. Amanda, where can people find more from you? You can find me all over the place, but primarily YouTube at Amanda the Jedi. There we go. Arturo, where can people find more from you? You could find 
me over at LME Movies on all social medias, on YouTube at Let Me Explain, or here on Intercut, where we got 12 more hours to go. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to every episode of the Intercut podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I use Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod, where you can watch our anticipatory faces as we get ready for more of this running through entertainment tv movies find new episodes of intercut every monday please leave us a comment like the videos and consider hanging over to itunes to give us that much requested five-star review shout out to our listeners in france for putting us on the film review podcast charts out there (laughs) like our facebook our instagram our twitter our tiktok support our patreon you can find all of them at Intercut Pod, as well as our Discord, which you can find a link to in the description of this episode to get updates throughout the week from Art, from me, from Amanda, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, I love you, but you're not serious people. <laughs> <laughs>